Bullshit. It's the No BS Marketing Show. I'm your host, Dave Mastovich, with Amy Bradley, the Director of Marketing Communications at Connemaw Health System. So, Amy, now as we're into the second half of the show and the second episode, if you will, when it comes to messaging, we have to understand both our why. The Simon Sinek book talked about answering your why, your reason for being. And when I read that book years ago, I thought, wow, that's half the battle from marketing. It's a great book for us as leaders to run our company. But from marketing, we have to answer the second why, which is their why or reason for buying. So if you take those two whys, answer the questions, they're not often the same answer. Right. And so you have to take those two answers and then meld that into one common theme, one core message that's memorable and resonates with that target audience. And that's when I say we call it what's the big idea by using those two whys. So whether it's for you personally or for Connemaw Health System, what's your big idea? Okay. Follow me here. My big idea is that you need to treat people the way you want to be treated. So what do I mean by that? So we can interest them. We can hook them. We can get them to come in. But then if we don't fulfill the experience then we have wasted all that money. So let me give you an example. When I first started in the hospital, um, I ran into a woman, her daughter did ballet with my daughter and she was bawling. And I, I said, what, oh my gosh, what happened? She said, um, my mom came in, emergency surgery. Um, we didn't think she was gonna make it and she's crying, crying. And I'm like, oh, she must you know, be in, I said, is she, you know, I'm thinking, is she dying? Is this? And she said, no, she's going to be fine. Uh, the surgeon was wonderful and they did surgery and she's going to make it and she's going to be fine. And I said, why are you crying? And she said, because I've been here all day and I got on this elevator and I really didn't know where I was and the doors open and this nurse said to me, you're not allowed on these elevators. These are for staff only. You need to get off. And and that was like her last straw. So now we have saved this woman's mother's life with great technology, great surgeons. We, you know, they entrusted their care to them. And then it takes one person treating somebody like they would not want to be treated. And it ruins everything. And it drives me crazy when I know the thought, the time, and the money behind some of these campaigns to have it knocked off by something like that. Like you can't get an appointment. Like I do a great campaign and here's the number and call. Well, guess what? No one answers the phone over lunch. Like these are the kind of things. How'd you find that out? Through Mass Solutions. Through (laughs) our secret shopping. Through secret shopping. And I don't think anyone intends to do a bad job, but we all have bad days. And I think, let me just stop and say, I think our staff is awesome and these are very rare things. But I think in any business, you can really sidetrack some very, very good work pretty easily just by not treating people the way that they would want to be treated. Using healthcare as an example, again, you know, our I was at a healthcare literacy thing today. How often do patients come in and they don't understand because they're nervous, they're sad, they're, you know, they've been diagnosed with something or a loved one has how often does a physician come in and explain it in their terms kind of quickly and then move on to the next patient? What if that were the physician's parent, you know, that was in, would they take longer? Would they take Mm -hmm. the time? And so much of it is tied to regulations and, uh, you know, healthcare is a very complex, changing, complicated field right now. But I, I just think that we always need to be mindful of the experience and how are we treating people and are we living up to, 
you know, those promises that we're making. When I was with the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, UPMC, all of our research would come back from the customers saying that the things that they would comment on were, it was difficult to find their way around, the food sucked, and if a nurse was rude to them. World-class healthcare and technology, like you said, mm -hmm. everything you said, and so that's a great big idea. It's huge. Yeah, and we did, I was part of a team that came up with a, it was called Ideal Patient Experience Training. We had 98% of our employees from the doctors to the housekeeping staff and everyone in between take that course. And it was a um, half-day course. And it, w it was simple things like, you know, kind of going back to the basics. Like, h how, do you, how do you know if somebody doesn't understand? How can you change? You know, how can you tone down your words? How can you deliver bad news? Or like, you're going to, um, you know, I'm sorry we're a trauma center and this trauma just came in, you're going to have to wait. How can you deliver that in a way that's going to be okay with that person? Um, so it, it was very effective. Um, and we're actually in the, in the planning phases for the part two of it now. So that's Amy Bradley, director of marketing communications, Connemore health system. Amy, pick a tool or a tip you'd offer that will help our audience tell their story, craft their message or communicate to internal and external audiences. It could be something like, using Google Trends to generate content. <laughs> it could be your favorite book, blog, or productivity resource, or a tip on how to approach their career. I will say we haven't had a tool in a while, so hopefully you have a tool rather than the tip oh. on career advice. But if not, you can go with whatever you want, Amy. A tool. Whatever you think might help our listeners. Or a tip. I don't want to put the pressure on you if you already had a no, tip. I really want to do a tool because there's all that pressure there. So PR tool. PR tool. We were talking about your favorite PR blog the other day. You were saying how you get a lot of good stuff. From I do. That. I get I get a lot out of PR daily. That's more for teaching examples, though. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Then, hmm. well, talk about your class for a second. Then, what what's a tip you give the students? Because uh, Amy's a adjunct professor at the University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown, talking PR. What are some of the things you talk yeah. about your students? So, one of the tools I tell my students to hone is executive presence. I tell them no matter where they are or what they're doing, we're always doing personal PR. So they need to walk into a room and stand up straight and be attentive and look people in the eyes and speak intelligently. Um, they need to participate. They need to sit in the front row of the classroom. They need to, when they have an internship, just knock their socks off because these are all, it might not be the job you want, but it's you know always leading to the next. So executive presence is something that I try to convince them that that's important. As a matter of fact, our final for PR2 this semester is is an interview, you know, with me where they have to have their elevator speech. They have to come in and just just wow me um, because that's, you know, we, we all make these impressions within a few seconds of meeting somebody. So I'm not sure that's a tool. That's good. That's a real good one. <laughs> real good. So now it's time to keep calm and hit the bullseye. I'll ask you to choose between two marketing or messaging classics. Okay. Tell me which one you like more, which only have a few seconds to choose and hit the bullseye. So <sighs> we'll go and we'll say the two. You pick which one you like and why. Okay. Okay. So are you ready? Yeah. Geico's Gecko or the Aflac Duck? Um, the Gecko, but I have some issues with it. Go on. Okay. So my issues are... Geico has so many different campaigns that, you know, the, the caveman and the, the gecko and um, 
I think the gecko is pretty strong. He's cute. We all imitate him. Coming in today, there's a billboard that says, um, hello, Monroeville. <laughs> Sorry. My kids, we say that every time we come by. Then we all talk with a British. Well, I guess he's not really British. He's what, Australian. Australian. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with that one. Okay. I was all prepared for Flo and Jake from State Farm. It might come. It might come. You never know what's going to happen oh, in the okay. bullseye. I tried to pull out a couple new ones. I think just, you gave me that as an example. Just, just, for, just, for, uh, just for, for Amy, we're going back in time. Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions, or Hey Mikey, He Likes It from uh, Life Series. Mikey. And we're still talking about him. Did he really die from eating Pop Rocks and drinking soda? Did you ever hear that yeah. urban legend? Is that true? I don't know. But see, it's a good story, and we still wonder story. about them this this long. I never ate Wheaties. I wasn't an athlete, so I, not my thing. Amy did grow up in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, right? Yes. Baldwin. Baldwin High School? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so it's from our era. Suzanne and I are music lovers. Not sure where you are on the music spectrum, <laughs> so we'll just throw it out there. Okay. Squeeze or the Violent Femmes? Oh, that's a hard one. I have to go Femmes, but I love the Squeeze. Did you ever see either band? I saw the Violent Femmes. Where? State College, pretty sure. Suzanne and I were just talking about this the other day. I've seen Squeeze probably like 10 times, 11 times. How many times have you seen them? I've seen the Femmes four times. So, My favorite She's seen the Blister Femmes. Blister in the Sun is your favorite song? Yeah, I know. I It came on, I forget where we were with the kids and... I just was like rocking and singing it, and they were just kind of like, and they know they've heard it, but they didn't. They were, didn't think I'd know all the words. Such a great song. All right, there you go. But what was the See? squeeze? Black coffee in bed. Black coffee in bed. Tempted. Tempted is the Burger King one. Yeah. Um, That's a great if song. If I didn't love you, I'd hate you. That's my favorite one. <laughs> if I didn't love you, I'd hate you. Okay, Visa everywhere you want to be, or Mastercard priceless. Visa. I don't even know if I know the MasterCard one. You don't know Priceless? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah, no. I, yes, I you do. You still want to go with Visa? Everywhere yeah. you want to be or MasterCard's yeah. Priceless? Yes. Okay, why? Because I picked it first. All right. <laughs> so, Elaborate, though. Um, I, I think they... Um, that's Jennifer Garner right now, right? Yes. She is a wonderful spokesperson. Talk she about is. A, you want to smile person, when she's talking. She just is so darn likable and even in the midst of, I guess, some personal that chaos. guy. Dog. Uh, but she's still, she's kept her head up, and she's she's so pretty and likable. And they Not also, as pretty as the nanny, apparently. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> there you go. All right, so I just went. <laughs> moving just, on. <laughs> moving on. Progressive <laughs> flow or Jake from State Farm? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go Jake from State Farm. Okay. Only because my teenage sons would know right away who Jake from State Farm is. And they all know who Flo is, too. And I initially was going to pick Flo because at Trick or Treat the past few years, there has been a Flo character. We get 600 kids on my street for Trick or Treat. Wait, wait we have to go down this path, Suzanne. You get 600 I do. kids I live to on, your house. You give, yes. You give out I 600 out treats. I candy after 600 pieces this year. What, I live on a tree-lined, you know beautiful street, and the kids come from all over. I give Airheads and um, Fun Dip. I get it at Conrad's Wholesale in Johnstown. Okay. Um, so They're a sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> but it's something I won't eat. If I got Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, it'd be like, 
So I, that's that long tree line street that's one of the yeah, longest so in the we United just get States, huge, right? Honestly, there's a trivia question tied to that. It's street. the longest. Um, it's the longest street with elms, that type of tree in America. And, and it's what? What's the street? Luzerne Street. Luzerne, that's it. Okay. So anyway, six hundred. Six hundred. Amy, how long are you there giving out treats? All night until my husband's like, oh, for the love of God, shut the light off. Because <laughs> I'm like, when we run out of treats, then I try. I just love it. So I'm like, hey, guys, look in the cupboard. Do we have crackers? It's kind of a steak. <laughs> it's kind of a steak. <laughs> We've done like raisins. Here, give him a gallon of milk. My husband will be like, you, honey, you just need to sh- shut the light off now. You've, you've given away like the, you know everything. And then the kids will come back and I'll say, let me have some of your candy if you don't like it so I can keep going because it, it's really fun. Okay, so I messed you up. Where were you going with this don't toy? Oh, well, so anyway, every, the past few years, there's been a flow character. So that's a pretty good brand if you have kids dressing as your spokesperson for Halloween. So that's why I was going to give it to flow. But there was a Jake from State Farm this year for Halloween. Easiest costume ever. It was khakis and a red shirt and a little name tag that said Jake State Farm. I mm-hmm. thought that was brilliant. So that's why I picked Jake. I had to announce a football game this year of like twelve year olds and eleven year olds or something. They were they gave everybody a middle name, a nickname, and so like some were like like the 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 assassinator or whatever. There were all these funny names, and the kid's name is Jake Jones or whatever. They go Jake from State Farm Jones. <laughs> See, great so brand. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Every kiss begins with K, or a diamond is forever by De Beers. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't love the every kiss begins with K, but I have to say, I I think I hear it more, so I'm going with that. Diamond is forever is one of the top ten of all time. You should but, rescind that and go back. <laughs> You're the You're first not allowed person to tell me what I think, right? <laughs> I'm not allowed to correct. That would be BS. So that was the first time I pulled that one out. So do you like that one? Is that okay? All right. Okay. <laughs> so this episode, Sights and Sounds of Marketing is, do you know what the Sights and Sounds of Marketing are? Have you ever listened to the show, Amy? Uh, we have a guest who never listened to the show, didn't know who her but she she was not a BSer. She admitted it, and she earns props for that. I will listen you do on get the light way reading. home. You do get light reading. I do get light reading. So you know I, I do a song every now and then. Yes, and I have your CDs. Yes. Yes. So the sites, you, so cool. we expanded it from the, yes, we have, we expanded it from the sounds of marketing to the sites and sounds of marketing. So I pick a song, repurpose it, and then uh, we go through that song. You and I talk about it. And then we take whatever year that was. Okay. And I pick some other big hits or misses from a messaging standpoint. Oh, cool. Okay. So this, this episode, Sights and Sounds of Marketing, is No One is to Blame by Howard Jones from 1986. Okay. 1986. 1986. Hmm. You remember that year? I do. Okay. So uh, ever had responsibility without authority? Done the work without the title. The song says, you can look at the menu, but you just can't eat. You can fill the cushions, but you can't have a seat. Or someone at your company has no problem hanging you out to dry, even when you've done nothing wrong. You can dip your foot in the pool, but you can't have a swim. You can feel the punishment, but you can't commit the sin. Maybe the boss sees the good things others do, but doesn't seem to notice your contributions. Or you end up being passed over for a promotion despite consistent productivity. You can build a mansion, but you just can't live in it. You're the fastest runner, but you're not allowed to win. That line is why sights and sounds of marketing exists. Hmm. That line from the song. You're the fastest runner, but you're not allowed to win. I lived that at UPMC and other places. Maybe Howard Jones nailed it and no one is to blame. But then again, maybe not. (laughs) While specific situations vary, it's usually a combination of misperception and miscommunication on both sides. Sometimes you have an overinflated sense of self. Hmm. 
while other times we lack the confidence <laughs> to address things head on with peers, superiors, clients, and prospects. The song says, some break the rules and live to count the cost. The insecurity is the thing that won't get lost. Instead of thinking no one is to blame, make an effort to improve the one thing you have control over, your attitude approach delivery. It sounds simpler than it is in reality, but honest and open communication will get you the answers you need. You might find out things that are tough to take. For example, you might realize you're not a fit for a particular position or organization. The song says, you can see the summit, but you can't reach it. It's the last piece of the puzzle, but you just can't make it fit. Learning and accepting that reality is a tough pill to swallow, but at least you can develop a strategy to move on and find a healthier situation. Doctor says you're cured, but you still feel the pain. Aspirations in the clouds, but your hopes go down the drain. Nah, it's not that bad. You can learn what needs to be done and make it happen. Communicate where you're coming from. Listen and learn. Develop a plan to improve your situation accordingly. Amy, your thoughts on the theme of no one is to blame. Uh, I think the thing that sticks out for me is the communication and so going back to like your disc profile and that I'm, I'm an S and I love feedback and I like everyone to be happy and I want pats she keeps on the talking back. Disc. She, I know her PI. I could bring out the whole PI. The reason she's it, talking it, it's disc. the same. It's, it's a, not the same. Well, it's, oh but my God. It's, Dan Corser, don't listen to this episode. It's similar. I mean, my traits are similar on both. Yes. How about that? They, they, they assess completely. The PI things. is a much better tool. I'm sorry. But, um, but anyway, so, I think it's it's knowing how to get in front of the person that's not like you and communicate in a way that they will notice you or pay attention and learning that they're not going to give you the feedback and the pat on the back, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not doing a good job. Good. The story behind this story is I started light reading in 2004, light reading being the blog, light in that it can be read in two minutes or less and light, light bulb might go off. And after I wrote two of them, I had always had this idea of I would hear songs and think about how they applied to business. And I was driving down the road and needed a third light reading and heard that song and that line about you're the fastest runner, but you're not a lot of wind. And I thought, what if I started taking songs and rewrote them? And I thought, well, we'll do it once. No one will even notice. Hardly anyone's, I hardly had any subscribers. I did it once. And that one got hundreds of people, not, maybe not hundreds, but dozens of people responding saying that was really cool so then i said oh, i'll do it every third one well after about 30 of those it's really hard <laughs> <laughs> there aren't that many songs that inspire me so uh other sights and sounds from 1986 include a, a tragedy but since we're in the media business and you were in the news uh business throughout your career can't imagine what it would have been like on this day the space shuttle challenger blew mm. up 73 seconds after takeoff killing all seven crew members tens of thousands of school-aged children watched the flight live because teacher krista mcauliffe was a member of the crew. Yeah. My thoughts on that are just how different it is today. Like if when things like that happen today, it it just doesn't you can't get away from it. You know, back then it would be on the news, but it wouldn't necessarily be all over social media and Facebook and like it's sometimes sometimes it's just so much information and so in your life constantly that it's hard to get away from Sad, not that, yeah, I mean, especially not, something not, like that. That was yeah. so bad. Oh, they, was, they had counseling at colleges, they had counseling at it high was schools. Awful, yeah. On to something positive. Okay, good. Penn State's football team won the national championship in a classic battle with the University of Miami. Penn State was portrayed as the good guys yeah. with Joe Paterno and no names on the back, the, and Miami was the bad the guys, criminals. cocky. They came on, yeah, uh, off the plane in the fatigues. You were a student at Penn State, or maybe you graduated. Yeah. Okay, so, so tell me about uh, your memories of that. 
Um, I, I had a poster in my room for years and years, and it was a caricature of Jopa, and I forget what the uh, Miami guy, I think he was in prison gear. Um, Penn State was always really good about the buttons and the funny slogans, uh-huh. and um, so that was exciting. Uh-huh. And Jopa was such a likable, um, just like father figure for at the time. John Hughes followed up 1985's Breakfast Club with Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Pretty in Pink. Mm -hmm. So a trilogy there of teen, early 20-something movies. Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink, which one do you like the best? Breakfast Club, the theme song was our class high school song, so I have to go with that. Interesting thing though, I was just at the movies with my kids two weeks ago and all of those movies are coming back to the theater they've been like redone and they're going to be reintroduced you know as feature films in in the theater which i think is cool because i think um for for kids it'd be you know some of these are pretty classic Mm -hmm. movies that i think they'd enjoy yeah i think the breakfast club i always said was a really great movie from the standpoint that we should be required to watch it when we're teenagers because it's saying not to put people in boxes Mm -hmm. and it's what you do when you're in people do it their whole lives but Mm -hmm. you really really do it in high school i mean what happens you're so much putting it into uh you know putting people into boxes yeah and such a great cast when you look back i mean it's that was a powerful powerful cast so that was the baldwin class of 1985 don't you forget about me was the song yeah yeah that's it well there you have it Amy Bradley, Director of Marketing Communications for Conwell Health System. Amy, how can listeners contact you if they'd like to learn more about what you do? Uh, so I'm at the Conwell Health System. My email is abradle, the Y doesn't fit, A-B-R-A-D-L-E at org. Okay. Amy, thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us for the No Bullshit Marketing Podcast. Visit Bold Solutions nobs.com for show notes plus additional marketing and messaging resources sign up for light reading you'll receive valuable strategies every other week to improve your marketing and transform your message visit masssolutions.biz lastly remember ask yourself what's the big idea and build your story around the answer it's all about bold solutions no bs